we have a really special offer today and I'm so excited to share it with you. The ultimate giveaway. Do you want to receive one of our planners for free or would you like access to our Instagram growth course worth £59? At My Bump to Baby, we are massively passionate about making sure parents have the protection in place that they need should the worst happen. If you choose to book in with your nearest family law solicitor today to have a look and a chat about your will, or if you book in with your financial advisor to review your family protection or your pension, we will give you access to either our Instagram course with £59 or we will send you one of our amazing planners completely free of charge. To qualify for this, all you need to do is fill in the form at the bottom of this podcast and we will book you in with your nearest advisor. You don't need to take out a policy and you don't need to take out a will. It's just simply having a chat to make sure that you have the protection that you need should the worst happen. We are so excited to bring you this offer and we hope you take advantage of it because protecting your family is the most important decision that you could make today. Sponsoring this episode of 50 Shades of Motherhood today is me and myself. So I, aside from doing this podcast, I also have a business called My Bump to Baby and My Bump to Baby is one of the UK's leading parenting platforms. I launched My Bump to Baby as a blog back in 2016 and I did this on a shoestring budget. I was on maternity leave and I didn't want to go back to work full time. That's the long and short of it. I learned everything there was to know about blogging and now thousands of parents visit my website every single day and I earn an incredible income through my blog as a result. The great thing about blogging is that you can work in your own time and at your own pace and the sky is literally your limit when it comes to growing your income through blogging. The great thing about blogging is I now can enjoy my life doing whatever I want during the day and parents are automatically finding my blog through search engines generating me an income whilst I am busy enjoying life. If you love the idea of launching your own passive income blog, you can access my course in the link below. This is where I share all of my secrets on the blogging formula to success. If you would like access to all of my training, all of my email templates, all of my checklists, my media kits and so much more, you can click the link below and if you're ready to start blogging today, you can use the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, all in capital letters for a massive 15% off my course today. I hope to see you over there. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of 50 Shades of Motherhood. This week is our last episode of season four and we're going to be talking all about sleep and sleep after having a baby and 
just sleep in general. So I hope you enjoy this episode. As well as that, with it being our last episode, we're also going to be answering all of your questions on various topics. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to this week's episode of 50 Shades of Motherhood. Today I am joined by my lovely friend again, Katie Mason, Coach Katie on Instagram, that's two Ks and an underscore in between. And today we're actually on our last episode of season four. Can you believe it, Katie? I can't believe how fast these episodes have gone, honestly. I think we started, I, I do feel like if you look at, uh, like, in terms of development, my baby's load's bigger, so it must have been, it must have been a while ago, but it feels like it's flown, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, and do you know, it's been so nice to have, like, a weekly catch-up with a friend, because that's yeah. what it, you are my friend, so it does feel like we actually have a really good chat, and you yeah, can forget it, people are listening sometimes. Sometimes I think you're the only person I've spoke to all week, if I'm honest. <laughs> So it's nice to have it in the diary, isn't it? And we actually get that. It is because, I mean, aside from like this podcast, being a a new mum, I say, well, second time mums, it can be quite lonely, especially when you've got loads of other jobs to do and you're kind of trying to balance everything else. And then a lot of the time you can think, oh, I'll see that friend soon. I'll see that friend soon. And then all of a sudden you've not spoke to or seen your friends for ages. And it has actually been really, really nice. Yeah, I think January's been a weird month, hasn't it? Because like even before Christmas, I was making the effort to see people and do things. And then Christmas is all chaotic. And then January, you just think, oh, I'll 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 have an easier month, won't do as much. And and then you end up thinking, no, this isn't good. I'm not actually interacting with other human beings, you know. I know. This I can't know. be right. <laughs> I know. Maybe we need to do a podcast every January just to stop yes. that. Because we've been quite busy, haven't we? Like meeting yeah. up, having chats, obviously yeah. recording the podcast. So Yeah, um, it's been nice. It's been a nice January New Year project. It has, it really has. And so today we did mention in our last episode that we're going to touch a little bit on sleep and then we were going to answer all the questions that we've got that have come in. Yeah. I can't say I'm the best at advice or anything like that, but I'm happy to give it a go. Yeah, it's a weird one because I just messaged you, didn't I? We're recording late in the evening today instead of in the daytime. And I just messaged you saying, oh, I've got loads of energy. It's fine. We'll do it. And then I ran upstairs for a week, came back downstairs and my whole mindset, I was like, oh my God, I need my bed. I am knackered. It's five past eight. I know. I know. That's it. Well, that's why I'm in my pyjamas, you see. I'm ready. I'm ready oh, are you in just... your PJs? Yeah, yeah, that the Michelle Keegan ones. Right, I got them nice. A of Christmases ago, but you know when they feel just so good. Yeah, they just you feel just so keep soft. wearing them. It'll come to them. a point where you'll have to force yourself to bin them because they'll be all tatty and like discoloured and stuff. They probably are really. It's just good lighting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so we're going to talk a little bit about sleep because you have recently um, started working with a sleep consultant, and I think it's important yes. to talk about sleep because yeah a lot of people a lot of people say like oh my baby's sleeping through and sometimes if yours isn't it can make you feel a bit shitty can't it yeah you want to feel like other people are going through the same thing and a lot of people are so I want to talk about that yeah Connor said to me yesterday morning we had a really well because we're doing the sleep training we had a challenging night the night before and he went you know when people have babies and they say uh 
I'm I'm shattered. He was like, you don't realize what they actually mean. He's like, it's it's hell, like trying to go to work and obviously he runs a business and having to do it on very little broken sleep, it's it's really challenging. So um yes, I think if people manage to get that full night's sleep early on, like all power to him. I wish that was me. I really do. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Well, that's it. I mean, George, I mean, I'm going to be one of those painful people now, but George like literally slept like amazingly well, but yeah. he was in the neonatal. Yeah. So basically they fed them. They fed the babies like every four hours. There was no cuddling. It's sad as it is. Yeah. It's so sad. They got them in a routine. routine yeah. yeah. Someone else has said that to me about them, you know, when they have to stay in the hospital, oh, the, the, yeah. the midwives just get them in the routine straight away. Yeah. Yeah. There, isn't it? And he has slept like a log since, you know, he, we can have people around and he's in bed and he will never, he just never wakes up. He's, yeah. He's, does like it that. wasn't he like when I, when he was a toddler he was lying into like 10 11 a.m on a Sunday and yes. everyone all our friends were like what the hell how? is going on I, well, I didn't even know how but he was a very he's still very lazy now but it's great especially yeah. if you're hung over slightly as well because that <laughs> always helps but yeah I mean I used to when I first launched uh, my business I used to pay for him to go to nursery a couple of days to interact with other children yeah. um and it really I should have actually only paid for the afternoon because the amount of times he would just wake up at like 11 o'clock and then would end up just going around then I think god that was a waste of money you know that whole morning he was asleep yeah yeah you so, could have worked anyway whilst he had a lie-in and then and then this time around it has been more challenging because yeah. Olivia has had quite a few sleep regressions and I didn't even know what sleep regressions were but all of a sudden she's like putting her down to bed bath routine stays the same all the time so it's bath bottle bed and yeah. it's the same thing but what was happening is she was going to sleep for like an hour and then waking up like clapping yeah. her hands in a car mama and I thought <laughs> oh my god no. why awful. do this to me and then, yeah and no I shouldn't have because they say don't but I, I was getting her out the car I was bringing her back downstairs and all of yeah. those things that yeah. you really you know you shouldn't do but you just think I just want an easy life and I just want to be able to watch my program so yeah I'm bring her downstairs so she has been a bit more challenging like yeah. sleep most of the time she does sleep through but you've got to remember she's a year old now yes so we'll have the odd time where she does wake up and we need yeah to, which I don't mind I just yeah. you know you just think oh, you'd like to think by a year you've managed to start getting to some sleep if you haven't just lie to me because I, I can't be told that with a five-month-old that I know. is <laughs> But my elder son took a long time to get into a sleep routine. And I think all children are different, aren't they? Um, but that's why I've been super keen to try and get that structure early on with Clay so that I'm not sort of kicking myself at eight months, nine months, thinking I should have done something sooner. So I think and learn habits young, it helps, doesn't it? That's it. And I think a lot of people, obviously I've got my bumped baby, if you're watching the video, it's behind. And we've got loads of sleep consultants in the directory. And I think whenever I ask parents what their main reason is that they haven't used a sleep consultant, a lot of the time it might be, well, I don't want to do the quiet out method. And a lot of them don't do that. And No, just, we've not been doing that. No, and I think it's a myth that people think that, like, like they're going to make yeah. them have to listen to the baby cry. And it's not like that at all. And actually one friend that did end up using a sleep consultant two years down the line actually said, oh my goodness, I was going to pay the money anyway. At some point, I wish I'd have just paid it earlier. 
yeah because it's more yeah. sleep isn't it yeah yeah all that sleep that they've missed out on in between yeah. yeah but I think what what's um like highlighted to me obviously I work in fitness and nutrition and when I have clients um they always say the best thing is being accountable to somebody because I'm accountable to you when I do my check-in every week um and having a sleep consultant is very similar because you start to analyze everything that you're doing every day and every night and then you think oh no that's naughty I shouldn't do that that's yeah no I'm, I'm breaking the rules and you start thinking no I better I better confess that in my little diary of what's gone on today like oh you know did this went in and got them out or whatever it is and it really helps you just to see those little tiny things that if you tweak them it just teaches the baby doesn't it what they need to do yeah and I think it stops you feeling guilty as well because as a mum you always feel guilty no matter what you do like I am conscious that because I work from home around Olivia um so often when she she's having a nap I'll do work but there is kind of that's amazing that you do that by the way not many people would have that routine and be able to work in that time as well so uh, well I have I have actually got a friend coming to the house a couple of times a week as well um to to help with Olivia and also do the odd jobs like cook (laughs) actually that sounds really lazy um but it's actually helping her out at the the same time well actually yes um but that's nice a couple of days a week but it does just help because it means when I'm recording my podcast because I've got the other podcast as well that I can kind of um you know concentrate because when I'm talking yeah I worry that she'll wake up but and it's another friend that you get to catch up with as well so that's two people a week you see exactly (laughs) but the thing is I think um what was I actually saying? Don't even know what I was talking about. I was talking you were about, talking about uh, working around Olivia oh, in the yes. house and the guilt. So yeah. I'll sometimes be on my phone on the laptop and Olivia's around and I think, oh, I should be concentrating on her. So it's yeah. kind of you always feel guilty. So when you've got a sleep consultant saying it's okay to do that, that was yeah. my point. Yes, yeah. You feel more, you feel happier about it. Like, okay, I am doing the right thing, and it's it's okay That's to it. do that. And the lady that I've used has actually been really good in terms of I've said, oh, I've done this and I've done this. And she's gone, right, that's fine. Obviously, you know, that's going to work for you. And it's a very personalized approach. So, um, for example, let me, oh, I can't think of an example off the top of my head. But if I've if I've wanted to tweak something, a timing or um say for example a way I've done a feed I wanted to like initially I wanted to keep a a, a couple of breastfeeds in and then taper them off which I've done already now over a course of a week so um yeah it's it's good because if you get somebody who's flexible they help to use their experience to highlight where you can improve things and like bring a little routine together which ultimately that's what leads to the sleep isn't it the routine Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's just following that routine, like you said. And there is loads of information online and stuff like that as well. But it's that accountability that really does does help, I think. And I also think it's it's good to know that even in any situation that it can be improved because sometimes you think, oh God, my baby doesn't sleep. You know, it's a nightmare and you don't realize that it can be improved. Like you don't realize sleep consultants are out there or that there's help or advice that you can actually get. And you just think, oh, this is what it's like having a baby. I've got to live with being absolutely exhausted every day. Mm. And um, a lady, um, sent me a message on Instagram and she was like, I'm so glad to hear someone else, uh, you know, needs help with the sleep because she said it's ruining my maternity leave. She said, I'm not enjoying any of it. I'm just existing. Mm -hmm. So um, 
you know in in that respect like if you get to that point where you're just existing and sleep is really really a massive issue then just go for it definitely yeah absolutely and and something else I shared with someone this week actually is I've actually stayed in a hotel before overnight on my own did and you? Was, do you know what? It was absolutely brilliant. Wait till oh, last wow. week. Book it. It was like 50 quid. Yeah. Um, and I just stayed. I got a Papa John's. I think it was a Papa John's. I got yeah. my, took my tablet, put a chick flick on there, and I just slept. And it yeah. was it was great. It was great. Oh, I, and I would I've needed that. that. Yeah, I, mean. I would recommend that to anybody that's really at the point of like snapping yeah Yeah. point of breakdown no I mean I'll have to be perfectly honest I've not had a full night's sleep for five months now so I need it but that's why we're doing this we're working towards it so probably longer if you can't with your pregnancy because you don't sleep very well towards the end of your pregnancy do you you just toss and turn until the point where you can't toss and turn and you're just like you're, you're lying there aren't you just all your bones all your bones are digging in well you know I broke my bed through being pregnant so my new my new bed my new bed comes next uh Wednesday so that was one of the factors why I was like right get the sleep consultant in now let's get this nail before the new bed and then that can be a little reward for doing it oh no well exactly and it's nice to get back in your own in your own routine I mean I didn't put Olivia in her own room until I think she was past six months yeah. Um, just because it's a bit down the hallway and to be honest I'm lazy and I hate being cold in the middle of the night so if she cried yeah. I didn't want to have to walk walk yeah yeah no and then bring it makes back. it worse it, it makes does. it worse because Clay was next to me for so long I didn't realize how broken his sleep was I knew it was broken um but I was dealing with things like with my eyes closed really fast in the night you know and it was like oh it was a 10 minute job feeding him and putting him mm. back whereas when you've got to get up feel the cold, find your dressing gown, go to the next room. It takes longer. Your mm. sleep's even more disturbed. It's hideous. And then when your husband's snoring, all, snoring away, you think, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah. Well, I know all about they sleep the through it? Although I actually have been secretly sleeping through Olivia's cries um, yeah. uh, when she's had this sleep regression and Danny's been kind of going in and holding the, the funny ball. thing the funny thing is though they think they've had just as bad night's sleep as you and you're like no because I listened to you snore half oh, the night so well, you exactly. definitely didn't like oh that was a bad night's sleep and like are you joking I watched you sleep through it I know yeah People yeah. snoring thinking they've had a bad night's sleep. I know. I know. Well, the thing is, it's like when you are on maternity leave um, and, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm still on maternity leave, but I'm yeah. not. But it, you do feel like a bit more responsible for the getting up, don't you, and dealing with everything. And Yeah. Definitely. And when you breastfeed, you're forced into that position because your partner can't do much because it's all on tap, isn't it? There's no going and getting the bottle and giving it for you. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. So it is like that. But I do think that also people need to be mindful as well that what works for one couple doesn't work for every couple. Because I think sometimes you can feel like a bit, I mean, I've been really lucky in the sense I don't feel well without sleep so Danny no, I stepped in so many times because I'm moody that's why and yeah, it's yeah. for no other reason I'm, yeah. I'm just moody and I don't feel well without sleep but he's been great I... in that sense but I am conscious of saying that to too many people because their partner might not be doing the same but yeah. also that that's because that way around doesn't really work for them it's not yeah because 
you know. Well, we, we had to sort of look at things because Connor's got a really intense job and um, he just needed to have like a good night's sleep. And we've at the moment, we haven't got a spare room in the house. And um, he had to go and sleep on the couch quite a few times because we were just like, look, you're, you need a good night's sleep. We actually went to Manchester for the day and with the baby and he was walking around like a zombie and I was like Connor hello hello and he was like what what and I said listen when we get home just sleep on the couch and that was the first time we did it um, and then hopefully now it, we've not we've not had to do it for a few weeks things are improving but just so that he could focus at work because you know he was so tired. I always think there's one of you that deals that is worse without sleep really and I yeah. I am, I am re- really really bad actually do you know um, I don't know whether it was adrenaline but the first few months I was like weirdly I feel fine I feel fine but then it got to like four months three and a half four months and then I was like this is the time when I need people to start dropping hot pots off on my doorstep. You know, not when the baby's newborn. I need it now. Yeah. It, when, the, when the baby was newborn, I was fine. But after three and a half months of sleep deprivation, I was like, somebody help me with something. Come on. <laughs> yeah. You, do you know what? You're so right. That is when you really start realizing like, oh, my goodness, like this is hard now. Yeah. I think because real life kicks in, everyone's back in a normal routine. You've got to crack on with the sleep deprivation regardless. Um, Obviously, I started exercising as well, and that made me feel better. And then the odd time I've not had anyone to watch the baby or I've not been able to exercise, I go under again. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm knackered. So it's like a vicious circle, isn't it? Trying to keep your endorphins going and get some energy about you and stuff. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what I, I mean. I do admire you for still doing your exercise when you are tired, because that's the time where I think to myself, mm, I can't do it. But actually, it does make you feel better. A little goes a long way. It snaps you out of it. Like, I wouldn't say start trying to, you know, hike up a mountain or do a 10K challenge or anything like that. But a little does go a long way if you're tired. It just kind of shakes shakes you up a bit and kind of, like, makes you a bit more alert. Especially in the morning. Yeah, in the morning, like, when you've got the whole, the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. Like, get through. And exercising in the fresh air, I think that helps as well, just to kick off the sleep deprivation. But if you're really, if anyone's really suffering and struggling, you've got to speak up. You've got to say to people around you, you need to help me. I'm really knackered Um, because like for me, I know this sounds really bad, but if I'm, if I'm seriously tired, I'm angry. I go to angry. We call when, when there's something, when I'm not in a good mood, I get called Ginger Kate. Like, oh, Ginger Kate's here. Oh, she's, really? she's got one on her. And that's when the fire comes out and I'm like, what's going on? Who's doing that? You know, I get, yeah. I get mad. So, um, and I don't like myself like that. I don't want to be like that. So no. if for any reason I start feeling ginger cake bubbling out to the surface, I'm like, no, someone's got to step in and help me now. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I feel like I get hungry, actually. Hungry is my, you know, yeah. when you're hungry. And in fact, hungry, tired and you know that that does make me very very moody actually. yeah yeah I'm, a hang- I'm a hangry um I'm guilty of being hangry as well yeah <laughs> oh god so the just sleep- make sure I'm fed and I get sleep and then we're all happy I know well that's it and I think the thing is I think it's so people are so like they don't want to say they're struggling um especially as a mum like because it seems like everyone else sometimes has got it together I think maybe this time around when it's your second and we're maybe I don't want to say the word older. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But maybe a bit more like 
Yeah, it's really hard actually. Um, yeah, but when it you're is younger, the norm, though. it's it, the norm to be an older older mum now, isn't it? Most people are waiting until they're in the thirties. Yeah. So, like the the whole stigma of being an elder mum, I think. Elder. It's, Elder, I'm an elder, I'm I'm a wise elder, but you know, it's gonna, I think that stigma is gonna go over the next few years, um, or this, this, our generation, should I say, that stigma will probably see that disappear because it isn't, we don't live in a, in a day, in a time, in a place, should I say, where everybody can afford to have children young, most people have to work and, you know, have two incomes for a while and Mm. they're choosing to have a career first, so Whichever yeah. way around people decide to do it is fine. I've kind of done both, haven't I? Uh, yeah, you have. Yeah, and I think um, what I was what I was meaning really with us being older, I feel like because you're more. I'm not saying people aren't more comfortable in their own skin when they're younger, but because people are so much. I don't know. I feel like this time around, I can be a bit more honest and say I'm struggling. Whereas last time, yeah. maybe it's because it was my first. I don't know, but I feel do you know like what? everyone was kind of saying it was easy. Or yeah, and it was easy. And... They do. But do you know what I think it is as well? It's partly because you've got a baby and you adore your baby, you love your baby, and you feel like by admitting you're tired, you're kind of saying you're not happy with that and that is you're not over the moon, but you are. You're still over the moon that you've got a gorgeous baby, but you, but you happen to be absolutely effed at the same time, don't yeah. you? You know what I mean? So, so yeah. it's it's almost like you feel like people will misconstrue what you're gonna say, what you're saying, and think, oh, she's depressed, she's she's not enjoying it, you know, or that you've got any regrets. But it's not that. It's just you're yeah. absolutely knackered. Yeah, and I think that for me, um, because we struggled for quite a while to have a baby, I've although I have I've been honest this time. Like if I've struggled, I have said, but I found it a lot easier this time and I don't know whether that's because I've kind of been so wanting it for so long I've just kind of and I don't like the punches (laughs) and maybe I don't like to share on Instagram that much if I have had a bad day because I am mindful that a lot of people that start following me through my trying to conceive story yeah and then I don't want to be the person kind of being negative do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and I don't it. think it's always necessary to share those things, but we we can highlight, like you know, it is a topic that affects everyone. Um, at some point after having a baby, you're going to feel tired, aren't you? Whether it's in the immediate aftermath, whether it's down the line, whether it's a sleep regression, and it's always good to have like some some skills really of how to cope with that. And if one of those is going to book into a hotel and having a night with the Domino's, then I wish I'd thought of that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, someone messaged me about that this week and I actually said, I've done that and it was brilliant. It was so good. So yeah. better than any girls' night. Like we've got a hen do, haven't we, this weekend? We're yes, hen- hence why we're recording it this time of night now, trying to get ahead. <laughs> and and Katie is is mostly excited about the full night's sleep, aren't you? Well, it was really nice because we've we, we're staying in a big house and there's loads of bedrooms. And uh, in the group chat, they posted the list of who's staying in what room, and they were like, "This is a dangerous room. These ones will be up all night." And then there was just me on my own in a bedroom, and I was like, "Oh." Just for a split second, I thought, does no one like me? You know, I'm in a room by myself. And then they were like, Katie, we've given you a room so you can have a good night's sleep. I was like, 
what good friends that is oh, amazing that is, that is it's so what I need <laughs> I know I know that's it I know I just love a night like that where you don't have to talk to it well we will have to talk to people because it's a hendo but I mean, I'm literally having two drinks and going to bed <laughs> oh that sounds great <laughs> I'll that's see you for breakfast you. I'll see you for breakfast the next morning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. But, but yeah, it was important, really, I wanted to touch on the sleep thing because I do think it is something that a lot of people struggle with, but maybe not talk about all the – not that they're going to talk about it all the time, but maybe they're not opening up, really, about the struggles. And we just want to say, we hear you. You know, yeah. Katie's been struggling. By the way, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but – Again, I know it's not forever, but it is very relevant to my everyday at the moment. So, you know, hence the sleep consultant. Cross your fingers for me, because last night, I just told you earlier, we we got from 2 a.m. until 7. Oh, and by the way, for the first time, we were like, right, I'm going to do the first half of the night wakings and Connor's going to do the second half of the night. Because after the night before, when I was up and down, I just couldn't cope. I, I, I was like, I'm going to collapse. He said, I'll do the second half of the night. Don't worry. So I got up twice in the first half of the night. And then the next thing we wake up and Connor's like, what time is it? And it it was six it was like 605 and I was like how does that ever happen the first time you're doing the second half of the night is the first night he sleeps uh, yeah, through typical it's like karma but hey you do anyway is he in your room still then at the moment no he's he's only just turning five months now but I decided whilst doing the training with the sleep consultant I was just going to go for it because Part of me thought, and this is no joke because we've just been joking about snoring, but I wondered whether sometimes Clay got disturbed by snoring going on in the bedroom. And then also I'm a very light sleeper. So if he was like having a little fuss, I'd be more likely to see to him when perhaps I didn't need to. So having him out of the room, on I've got the monitor next to me. I can hear and see him clearly on the monitor all night. Um, but that for me just means I can just stand back for a couple of minutes and wait and see what he does, which is really important because oh. half the time they resettle themselves, don't they? Yeah. And you know, you're so right with what you say. That's exactly me. I was just waking up, putting Olivia's dummy in. She wasn't even doing anything, you know, just constantly yeah. awake uh, for six yeah. months of just like yeah. reaching over, putting the dummy in. All she'd done is like make a little noise and turned over or something. And then yeah. I'm also obviously after a, Words. I was worried, like, is she breathing and all of that? I put well, I do all that, and you put oh. the, your hand over the nose. You're like, oh god, yeah, this, this, there, there, that's fine. I, but yeah, not your I, poor I, thing. Yeah, well, I've okay. done that. Yeah. You're okay. <laughs> quick poke. Like I what? Know. I was I just learning to sleep. What know, are you waking yeah. me up for? <laughs> oh, it's awful. Well, it's, it's, it's just the worry. Any, anyway, I did actually purchase one of those socks. Have you seen those socks before? When oh, those. When was first born. Oh, yes. my goodness. Well, They're really yeah. expensive as well, aren't yeah. they? They're like 300 quid or something. Is it called an eyelet or something? An, an eyelet sock. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I actually got one of those because, obviously, at, during pregnancy, I was nervous. And then when I didn't even believe I'd get her, and then when I did yeah. get her, I was like, oh what if something happens like you know, yeah yeah breathing or something so I did now 
I was glad I did, but when the alarm did go off, when it was a false alarm or it dropped off a foot or something, now that that was actually terrifying. That's why I didn't get one, because I heard someone say uh, they bought one and then after like a month they were selling it because they were like, oh, no, I just can do without it. I'm on eggshells because of it. It's it's kind of not it's it's not helping. Mm. So, you know, obviously these tools are really useful if you need them and you want that peace of mind. But if the next you in the room... And you're probably awake all night. <laughs> yeah, like we were. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can tell what, what's going on, can't you, I suppose? You can, you can. But when I put Olivia in her own room, well, we all slept better. She slept better and we all did. So I do I do know what you mean there. Yeah. Because if you think about it, we're all turning over, the snoring going on and, you know, yeah. and I just think it, it does just, you disturb each other, don't you? Yeah, also... Um, I've been putting Clay for the first time down in his cot for his daytime naps to get him used to it. And I think it's, I've got this gorgeous cot, cost cost a few quid, compared to the little next to me crib with a mattress. That's the, it's like a napkin, isn't it? That they're yeah, lying on. They must, yeah. they must be so uncomfortable on that. It's like lying on the carpet. Yeah. So to be in a, in a cot suddenly with a proper mattress in it, they must, they must feel like I'm going to feel next week when we get our new bed. Yeah. Like, glorious <laughs> it is I mean also there are um, parents out there that do the co-sleeping as well and you know there yeah. are safe ways to do that on lullabies trust so if you if you are doing that just make sure that you you're doing it the safe way I mean I, yeah. I'm always on that lullabies trust I'm like is that right is that right but oh, I've not heard of that it was, what is it a... it's a charity no. and it's fantastic right. so they've all got safe sleep tips on right. there just to make sure you know you're doing everything yeah. everything as they say, just to prevent yeah. um, SIDS, which is sudden, yeah. sudden infant death syndrome. Yes, um, yeah. So it is important to, to look at It's important to be aware, isn't it, of everything that they're trying to tell you. I've got a little thermometer that we got in an NHS pack hanging next to where the next to me crib was it's just occurred to me I can move it now I don't need it there but it was it was telling you the temperature of the room but underneath it had the bullet points of all the things you needed to check for so it's quite useful. It is, yeah it is useful and um and to be honest I can see why some parents do co-sleep if it's easier just to kind of bring your baby into the bed with you I don't know did you do that a little bit or I'm... not while you're breastfeeding? So when I breastfed my first son, I wouldn't have dreamed of bringing him into the bed. I was so on edge all the time. I used to feed him. but And I actually moved him into his own room earlier because I was having like a bit of a PTSD sort of thing going on in, in the night. I was waking up going, <gasps> thinking he was in the bed and I'd never had him in the bed once. So I don't know why I was doing it. So I had to move him into his own room so I could stop that. Mm. Um and I think it was a bit of trauma from the birth and stuff that like kind of stayed with me. I don't know. But that didn't happen to me with Clay. Um, but it's breastfeeding, I think, that leads to co-sleeping. I might be wrong. Yeah, I think you're wrong, right. But I think it's breastfeeding that leads to co-sleeping because there's a breastfeeding position that you can do. So when you start getting an achy arm or you're sat up or whatever, you can do a lying down position where you, you kind of like almost like face to face with the baby spooning, if you know what I mean, and the baby's yeah. attached to your boob lying down. And it's so much comfier for you, for the baby. 
And Clay really liked feeding in that position because he had a bit of a funny latch because he, he he was tongue-tied initially, um, not severely, but it, it gave him a bit of a clacky sort of latch. So when he was lying down, he didn't he didn't do it. He, he was like in a calmer state and feeding better. So we started feeding in the night in that position. And I, I started, honestly, I'd drift off all the time and I'd wake up and I'd be like, He'd still be feeding half an hour later. I was like, I'm pretty sure you're not getting any milk now. You just, you just yeah. like being closer. So it is nice, and you do sort of, you, you kind of start to become really, really aware. It's, it's not like I was more concerned about Connor, and Connor was more concerned about forgetting and rolling over. Yeah, play within the bed than me. So I never intended to co-sleep, but we did do like I'd, I'd get him out and put him back in the next to me crib mm. after a while but for for an hour here or there we'd do it yeah yeah so. well I was like you really uh with George first time and um just paranoid really like I actually would have less sleep with them in the bed because I'd be so yeah. scared of like yeah. moving yeah um yeah. but yeah but I mean the thing is you have to do what's best for you and and there is no pressure as long as you're making sure that you're being as safe as you can. That, yeah. You know, that that's it. We had little sort of bolsters separated. So Connor was like, poor Connor. He was on the other side of the bed and there was a big pillow barrier, so we couldn't get near. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's a good but, idea. Yeah, we did we didn't we didn't I tried not to get in the habit of it because I did I just didn't want to be in that like you just said, that paranoid state, waking up and thinking, oh, God, where are they? You know, not not being in a deep sleep myself, really. No, and, and the thing is, you do get so tired with the lack of sleep that, you know, if you do fall asleep, you that yeah. exhausted. It's worrying, yeah. isn't it, if you're not, yeah. Yeah, not and then there are certain thing. circumstances where you're not allowed to co-sleep, for example, if you drink alcohol. So if you've got a night out or a, a, a meal or anything even if you've had one drink or you're not supposed to do it no. so then you're so tired aren't you when are you going to actually relax and enjoy yourself if you've bound yourself to your baby being in the bed all the time I know, so I, know. I think it's good to have the option I think so yeah for me I, I I mean to be honest I'm just not comfy Olivia's been in our bed a couple of times when she won't settle but she kicks me she's up she's clapping she she just it's not like a sleep zone for her it's like a playtime thing yeah so. like this is what happens when I get up in the morning usually I get to come in the bed yeah exactly. yeah play exactly. just like grabs at me and the funny thing he's been doing recently which is just reminded because you were saying earlier about us being slightly older mums he's yeah. discovered that he's discovered the skin on my neck you know oh. this Oh, no. yeah. so literally you know how normally they hold on to like your shoulder or your top yeah, he don't. started holding on yeah. to the skin on my neck I'm like come on you know if I didn't feel old enough as it is you're now grabbing oh, onto God, my turkey don't. neck and using it it's like he's using it like a little handlebar to you know when I'm carrying him around like cheers oh, mate thanks yeah. for that oh God don't I just actually went to record a video before of something and you know when the video camera is actually on you and oh, I just God. saw I saw the chins and I just thought wow that nobody awful. wants to see oh, themselves from that angle see those no so so um we have got a few questions haven't we katie yes yeah so i think we should we should cover those on this last episode definitely yeah uh, i'm just gonna get mine up now yeah let's I've take a, a break um while we get these okay. questions up good idea 
Are you looking for local pregnancy to preschool groups, classes and lessons to go to with your children? If that's the case, head over to www.mybumptobaby.com where you can find the latest groups and classes in your local area. As well as that, if you are looking for financial advice, family law advice or a local estate agent, you can also access our family protection and legal directory www.mybumptobaby.com forward slash family protection legal. Right, so we've had some amazing comments and questions from our audience of listeners, which is great, isn't it, Katie? I love, I love the fact that people are interacting with us and letting us know how they um, have found the podcast and things that it's it's led them to think about themselves. It's good. I know it is, and the amount of listeners we're getting is amazing. So thank you all so much for listening and obviously for all of your comments as well, which has been really, really lovely. So yeah. we've got some bits to read out. So Katie, do you want to start with the, with yours? Yes. So uh, I've got one here. Um, love the podcast. How did you find being a single mum? I'm struggling. So I think this was based on the first episode where I briefly touched that upon that I was a single mum in between having my two children, hence the being a 13-year age gap. Yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, you know, there's, it, there's no two ways about it. It's, it's difficult being a single mum, having to do everything yourself and juggle, um, obviously the finances of being on your own whilst having fun with your child and also taking responsibility for the day to day is really, really hard. Um, and especially like the little things where, say for example at night time you've got your baby down to sleep or your child should I say down to sleep and you realize you've run out of milk and you can't just nip out to the shop those are the moments where you do realize um yeah okay I'm doing this by myself but yeah I mean what what I would say to anyone is during that time there were loads of positives as well like I really as, as well as focusing on my son it kind of drove me to focus on myself, if that makes sense. So I really put lots of energy and time into my career. Um, I made sure that I had a good supporting routine, like a good nursery for him when I needed it. And um, I mean, childcare wise, I didn't really go down that route because he went to see his dad once a week and that gave me the opportunity if I wanted to catch up with friends or go out. So that was fine but um in terms of if you're struggling you've just got to you've just got to rely on the people that you've got around you really if you've got parents friends people just to pull together like come around and have tea with you so you're not on your own um or look after the baby so you can um go to the cinema with a friend once a week and then use that time because you don't know when you're going to meet your partner it could be after a year it could be after 10 years you know like me it was How many years was it? It was a while. It was a good 10 years, I'd say. Mm. And then you're happy and you're settled and you're in a different sort of lifestyle, aren't you? You, You're happy to stay in and um, you've got everything you need at home. So it's nice to look back and think, actually, whilst I had a bit more flexibility and a bit more freedom to date and to think about what I wanted and to please myself, to, to have made the most of that time is a really good thing. So definitely... Don't mope around. Don't be sad about it. Don't dwell on the facts. Just focus on sort of building your own life around you and your child. I like that advice. I think that's great. I mean, I can only imagine. I I haven't been a single parent before. 
And I imagine it is such a struggle. Like what you said then about like running out of milk. I mean, we've actually run out of milk tonight and I'm going to send Danny <laughs> to the shop after this. To, yeah. To, you know, to go and yeah. get it. Because I'm in my PJs, so I can't go. Yeah, um, but those little things like that. And also, I imagine it's quite lonely as well, like being a single single mum as well. So maybe yeah. um, for, for it me. It can be very isolating. Yeah, and do you know, um, to the lady that sent that, only from um, what I've seen, there's quite a lot of good single mum groups on Facebook. I've been in them for previous podcasts, you see. And, yeah. you know, the girls in there um, are really lovely. Danny's going to wonder why on earth I'm in these single mum groups. But it's yeah. actually, um, I was I was finding people for the for this podcast a while ago. But um, there are a lot of support support out there and also if you know anyone on your Facebook who's also single you could just start talking to them and you know like and then you're kind of in the same boat really yeah definitely um it, I mean I I ended up with like a couple of friends who they were free when I was free and we got on really well together and we we did certain things together like we'd go to the Trafford Centre on my night off, which would be like a Friday night at nine o'clock or something. But that was the only chance I got to go to the Trafford Centre. So, you know, that's when we go and we go for tea and you'd have a little shop and that would be like reset. But I am aware that not everyone can do that. If you've not got, uh, if your child's father isn't having them overnight, you know, and you don't have that, then you would have to rely on parents or friends stepping in but just make sure that you get a chance to do that and yeah it's uh it, it keeps you sane but mm. yeah the the things that you can do in groups with with mums as well that's really nice because you're getting a coffee or a catch-up and or a wine play yep, yeah or wine, whatever it might be and and, and that's just as important because sometimes you've got to do everything with your child with you and you don't have any other alternative yeah, and at night, I, I imagine it can be quite lonely. But, I mean, look at me and Katie now. Like, we're just catching up one-on-one -on -one, but on Zoom. But it does feel like we're together, doesn't it? So there is yes. that option as well. Probably like what people were doing during COVID, really, weren't they? Exactly, yeah. Since COVID, we've all discovered all these different ways. Like, obviously, it was always there. But who would have gone, oh, let's let's do quiz night on Zoom? You know, yeah. it never happened until COVID, did it? But yeah. you can do things like that. You know, once you're in bed, you can get three or four people on a group chat it's nice yeah you can even order a takeaway for like a similar time to your friend and both just have it on zoom and just watch a program together that's yeah. what that sounds yeah that's what I would like to do I yeah like to do I didn't that. have that I didn't have that back then but yeah zoom zoom and all those different sort of ways you can speak mm. are nice yeah I'd go with that now I think yeah I so I hope I hope that helps it helps the lady but yeah I mean if she wants to send in anything else I'm sure you'd help her anyway wouldn't you so 100% yeah anyone's welcome to message me if anything I I can sort of shed any light on I always will so I'm gonna share now um one so I've got a lady that messaged me saying I am on maternity leave with my first baby. I'm absolutely exhausted. And by the time my husband comes home from work, I never have dinner ready. I am not in a good routine. How do you girls manage everything? God, that I sounds like me. That sounds I... like me until about until about a month ago. No, I mean, I was not in a good routine with the baby until very, very recently. And and, and again, it's, it was down to getting a bit of sleep, the baby getting sleep, should I say. As soon as I knew that the bath, bath and going to bed was going to work, then I could come back downstairs and make tea and I can sit and have tea with my 
partner and my teenager, you know, then that's worked really well. But it took a good few months, I have to say. Yeah. And, and for me, my routine is kind of up and down. So sometimes I'm in a really good routine and everything's great. And then some weeks I'm more tired than probably to do with my cycle as well, but more tired, yeah. can't be bothered. But what I found works quite well for me is actually getting up before George and Olivia get up early, um, yeah. a good hour before, having a shower, putting my makeup on, getting dressed. And yeah. um, coming downstairs, doing the dishwasher, doing the washing machine and just feeling like in control of the situation because yeah, I, I have when I've been tired before, um, I've left it and I've kind of got up when they've got up. But then you feel like groggy and you're chasing your tail. And I think that yeah. doesn't doesn't do you good for the rest of the day, really. No, I have to say I've fallen into that trap sometimes of getting up because I have to get my, my, my teenage son up. I'm like, come on, get up. And if I just push it five minutes and I'm up and and I know he's going to miss his bus or he's going to be late, then I'm then Ginger Kate nearly comes out. And yeah. That's not what we want at like 7 a.m. No. You know, I'm like, come on, get your socks on, get oh, to the yeah. door. You know, no one wants to be woken up like that. Not him, not me. So, yeah, it's it's not good when I when I push the five minute snooze button. It does not help oh, anyone no. in this house. No, I know. Well, I've only just, I'm I'm preaching here, but I've only just started that this week properly. Yeah. Because yeah. I've been saying, Danny, wake me up, wake me up at that time, wake me up at that time. And I just say, go away in the morning. I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> but it really does make a huge difference. It is just getting it for me personally. And by the way, I'm not saying I've got everything mastered. There's washing that's in the washroom that I've like is still on the floor from like three days ago. Started to post, smell really foosy. Yeah, we have to go back in the washroom. <laughs> There's washing yeah. in there that's probably been on three times as well. Yeah. I forgot to empty it. So yeah, so, but you'd you recommend know. that. I need to do that. You know, I need to set my alarm half an hour before everyone else. I think because Clay's been in one of them broken sleep patterns, I've not, I've not managed to do that yet. I've been sort of like, oh my god, I've got to go, got to get downstairs. Oh yeah, and, and there is this lady. I actually interviewed her on this podcast a few seasons ago called the Organized Mum. And if you want to keep your house tidy. Oh my goodness, she is amazing. So you get the app, I think it's $4.99 or it used to be, and it's called Tom. And right. what you do is it, it, I can't remember, but basically it means that you're not cleaning that much every day. You do a deep right. 15 minutes and it tells you which room to focus on. And basically oh. by doing this, following this routine, you yeah. actually don't spend hours on end having to clean because you kind of cleaning behind yourself, if you know what I mean. But that yeah. was amazing. Was amazing. Yeah. I fell out of the trap of doing that. But that is something to look at. She's got a group on Facebook, so you might want to have a look in there. But if you yeah, want to keep your house a bit more kind of up to date, anything that's got good tips and advice, like I've learned from this sleep training thing. Sometimes you've just got to open your your horizons to like what other people are doing and and how you can sort of adjust adjust your norm to fit your new situation don't you something I've done recently is my friend who is actually on maternity leave um she is helping me a bit around the house so instead of me putting Olivia in childcare, or um she'll come for a few hours and she'll do bits around the house for me That's so nice. I don't have to yeah. do it and, and it's obviously you I trust. pay her, yeah, and yeah. she's she's brilliant with chat children and you know, and and she does she does all the jobs that I actually hate hate doing uh, while I work, which is something I yeah. love doing. So so that's wow. quite well. It's a bit like I suppose a bit like a housekeeper type nanny 
thing. And I did want to trial it out just to see if it's something that I I would do. And actually, well, you're going to get a housekeeper stroke nanny full time. Well, I wish I could. I, I would. I would so do it if I could. Yeah. Well, she comes two days a week, and she's obviously my friend, so she probably doesn't charge what they would charge. So I did want to test yeah. with it, but I've loved it so far. Yeah, and actually, yeah. I feel like I'm I'm killing two birds with one stone, really, because if Olivia was in nursery then the house yeah. would be tight. It's like almost like having a childcare provider but the tight and a house that tidies itself, you know, like all at once. Right. So it's been good. good. Only two days yeah. a week, but that has helped yeah. me. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it has. So, um, so yeah. in short, no, I don't have it together. No, in short, <laughs> no. No, definitely no, it's not. Not, not. Not yet. I will, I will at some point in the future. I'm working towards it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that's it. It, it. To be honest, I think it's something that you need to reset now and again, isn't it? You're in a great routine for a few days and then goes out the window and then you have yeah. to get yourself back to it again, which yeah. I think everyone's in the same situation. Yeah, something happens and it disrupts the apple cart for a little while and then you forget what you were doing before that was working well. Oh, and I forgot to mention the lady uh, that mentioned that. She said about having dinner ready. Something I've been doing is just throwing stuff in the slow cooker in the morning not literally throwing it but that's yeah. really useful you know if you just put it in when you have got the energy and then it's yeah. on say for eight hours throughout the day yeah and then it's ready for when they come home but not that you have to make tea for when they come home or I've just yeah. been making quick dinners you know like yeah. a salmon in the air fryer yeah with some potatoes something fast yeah if you've got older children though it like obviously my boy's 13 and they're used to having a cooked dinner on the table at a certain time and then all of a sudden you're trying to juggle like I think your partner can wait can't they they can wait until you've you know it might be eight o'clock or nine o'clock mm. or it might change but when you've got a, a younger child who expects tea at a certain time that that is a bit tricky because you've not quite got the baby into the routine you need yet so those quick things like you say are essential aren't they I did a massive shop just before I went in to have my c-section of loads of ready meals and I, I did loads of home cooking and put that in the freezer as well but I got loads of things that I know that they like so they'd just be there if they wanted to eat quickly and in the end my son like he just started he's funny like this he started outing me in front of people he was like oh god mum not another ready meal tonight and I was like I've got home cooked food for you for 13 years. I know, give me a break. Oh, you make sure there was an audience of what we're having tonight, a ready oh, meal. Yeah. Ah, this is a good one. Are you on contraception? And if you're not, will you be going back on contraception? Um, so what I've decided to do is use a tracking app and um, what do you call it? You know, the clear blue lh tests oh the, you know the, P, the ones you wee on yeah every day yeah. every day yeah. for the rest of your life yeah that's what you're quick... gonna do yeah yeah but basically it's only once you get into a good habit of tracking on the app um the reason some of them use the thermometer don't they and the thermometer you put your input your temperature and it'll tell you the days to avoid it's like what you use for when you're trying to conceive but the, opposite, the opposite way around <laughs> yeah just to try and avoid so you have to avoid certain days I can't do that because I've got an underactive thyroid and I'm on thyroid medication so it, it apparently it alters your temperature so I can't if I do that and I put my temperature into the app it thinks there's something wrong with me I don't know why um so instead I'm using LH sticks because it'll tell me when I 
definitely have ovulated and then I can say ovulation and then eventually it'll recognize a pattern won't it so I won't have I won't have to do it every day because I'm just weaning off breastfeeding and I don't know I've not my periods haven't come back yet so I'm gonna have to do it every day until I've got a pattern yeah yeah that makes sense so for me I went back on the pill reluctantly because not because I want another one or anything just because I need to be on something because because when we were trying to conceive, I thought we were doing it on the right days and stuff. And actually, I don't think I don't know whether my cycles are just completely a mess. I'm not irregular. Sure. Yeah. And I'm just so scared of getting pregnant again. Yeah. Um, that actually I just decided to go on the pill. But Danny does actually, he has agreed to get the Yeah. Yeah. Like that's actually yeah. the, snip. <laughs> the little snip. Well, yeah. if you, if your family's complete, I think, and your partner's prepared to do that, I think it's a very nice gesture for the woman because we go through so much throughout our lives with our hormones, don't we? Yeah. Um, you know, and having to take artificial hormones in the form of contraception, it messes with a lot. Our moods, libido, energy can mess with your skin, your weight. And it's just nice not to have, you know, you, you realise, don't you, when you're contraceptive free, I know, albeit being pregnant, but when you, especially before when you're trying, it's it's nice to have none of that in your system, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, last time I was on the pill before this must have been nearly four years ago, you know, yeah. so for me, it's like, oh, yeah. and I don't like it because my mum had a stroke a couple of years ago and stuff. Obviously, that is linked with these kind of things. So I don't yeah. like being on it. Um, and as, well, you, as you get older, it's not good to stay on that sort of thing for the long term either, is no, it? No, no. Okay mom, when you're young, I think. Yeah, and I, this is actually quite funny. So I was telling my mum about the pills. I said, I don't want to be on it because you had a stroke. She was like, get the coil. It's brilliant. I thought, that is disgusting. Why are you having that? That is so good. I thought, no, that's just, don't tell me things like that. To, to be honest, though, apart from the fact that my shocking coil story happened. That's put me off. Yeah. Well, I mean, how many people is that going to happen to? I, I mean, that's got to be a complete rarity, hasn't it? I mean, I, I don't think you'll find anyone else that that's happened to. I don't know. Yeah. But prior to that, actually, the coil itself did suit me. You know, I did I did like the fact that my hormones weren't fluctuating all the time and that I didn't have to have a monthly period, all those, all those little things. I felt quite level in my hormones most of the time. So, oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that better... You can get the one without any hormones. Is that right? Um, yeah. So there's two. There's the copper coil and the marina coil. But actually, it was the copper coil that caused my problems because it's hormone free, but it caused me to bleed a lot. And a, a lot of people find that. Mm. Whereas the marina coil with the hormones, it's a very, very low dose of hormones. So it's not it's not like taking the pill. You know, it's not it's not it doesn't affect you that much. So you don't really notice it. Mm. I but, think I just I don't know what I, I this may not be true but I th- remember reading something and it stuck in my mind that someone's coil was just floating around the body I mean it can't really go that no, far it can't it, it can't, can't float it definitely can't float around your body well it freaked me out anyway and that was that <laughs> so that's why I'm on the pill at the moment I did yeah. think about having that thing in my arm but yeah. you know that thing because you can feel it I think I'd always be fiddling with it to be honest, I'm no expert on any of this, but through my obviously 
PTing and helping people lose weight. I found quite a lot that when people had the implants, they did struggle with the weight or to lose weight. Yeah. So, I mean, don't quote me on that, but that's just what people used to report to me through experience. So I've never tried it and I, I wouldn't for that reason. No. Um, but if you can trust yourself to track on an app and to take your temperature and to obviously use alternative protection when you're on a red day, then... I think that's the best option because your body is doing its own thing, isn't it? Yeah. I just know if I did that, I would do something wrong. And I right. just think, I, yeah, you know, not, I just it's don't not foolproof trust myself. Enough. I mean, you know, it's it's just, it's another job to add to the list every day. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Enough. Yeah, And I think I enough. won't do it. And then I'll yeah. be like, oh my God, how did this happen? Well, yeah. So you need you to know, get, you did it. Get, Get Danny down to that. Yeah, well, I said to him yesterday, um, have you heard of them? It's like, no, not yet. But yeah, so yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. But also I am mindful, it's his body and I don't really want to force him into feeling like he needs to do that either, if you know what I mean. It's a nice thing and I would appreciate it, but... yeah, women's bodies go through so much, but it's very stigma, isn't it, asking a man to do that. But if you're married and you've been together, you know, and you're happily married and you've had your children, I can't see why not. I think there's a lot of men who'd be able to rationalise that. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll st- oh, thanks for the reminder of that anyway. Yeah, I'll no, be asking I'd... again tonight. Yeah, I'd keep going down that road if I were you. Let, yeah. you, let your body chill now. You've done enough. I oh, know. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Someone also asked Katie about, the spray vitamins that you mentioned. Oh, right. Remember okay. what they're called yeah. or the spray ones? Uh, but to, to be honest, the, you're best off just going on Amazon and finding... Spray vitamin. Yeah, so like I get a vitamin D spray and, oh God, what's the make? I, I more look at the ingredients and the dosage. So if you want a high dose, you're looking at sort of a 3,000 milligram or 4,000 milligram spray. So I was just looking for that and... um also with the podcast being recorded things change over time don't they someone could listen to this in a month and there might be a better brand out there or a good brand so I would just do your research around what what it is you want and then find the best brand for the best price with good reviews always read reviews that's what I say people review things and if they're no good then you'll see it in the comments right yeah no, that, that's good advice. So also someone else has said, I love the fact you both got your own business. I'd love to start my own. Have you any advice on starting a business? Oh, well, I think my main advice is you've got to be passionate about what you're doing, haven't you? And if it can organically grow from something you're passionate about, then you're winning and you'll always have the enthusiasm to work on your business and improve it and make sure that you, you're doing the best that you can with it. Yeah, I like that idea. I I think as well, looking forward as well. So if you like the idea of having your own business, instead of thinking about now, think about in five years time, where where do you want it to be? Do you want it to kind of how many hours do you want to work? Do you want to have half term off? And, you know, maybe look at all those things for the long term, because sometimes that can then you can get the idea for the type of business. Because sometimes I think it's so easy to join all these different kind of business ventures. But actually, 
is it kind of a long-term thing where it can grow to the level that you want it to grow to give you the life that you want to live does that yeah. make sense yeah and is it going to fit around what you can actually manage as yeah. well the yeah. hours in the day that you've got or yeah exactly because if it's a shop and you expect it to be open nine to five can you do that in the school holidays things like that really so I, I just yeah. find out what do you want from the business and then perhaps work backwards on creating something around that yeah I did that initially when we took going back to being a single parent I I always wanted to pick a Toro up from school myself and drop him off myself that was really important to me so I worked out how long it would take me to get to where I was going to be based how many people I could fit in in that time and kind of priced it as well I priced it based on that you know what do I need to earn per week how many people do I want to train a week and then what work can I do at home in the evenings to kind of buffer that? And that's how I set my prices a little bit as well. Yeah, that's brilliant advice. I like that. Yeah. Because ultimately, you, the customers that want you will pay what you're charging, won't they? You know? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's good advice. When are yeah. you thinking of heading back to work then, Katie, properly? My official maternity leave ends in May, so I'll be back in May, but I, I'm probably going to wean myself into it by doing some part-time going into it. And obviously, I've got the online aspect, aspect to my business, which I've I've put on hold because I wanted to really switch off for maternity leave. I didn't want to be on my phone, sort of messaging people back and things like that. So I'll probably restart the online um, training that I do earlier than May, you know, just to to get that all up and running before I'm I'm back in the gym as well. There we go. So any mums looking to uh, train from home, um, you can find yeah. Katie yeah. online. Make sure you give her a follow. So, Katie, have you got any more questions? Because I think that's it for me. Um, no. I mean, lots of lovely comments about people enjoying the podcast, about people saying that the, it, the, it's a great listen. Um, hang on. But which is really nice. So I've had a few conversations with ladies that way because they've been saying, oh, I've just listened. And again, asking which brands of vitamins and things like that and um, what sleep consultant I'm using, all those little things. So I'm happy for people to message me if they want to know anything that about what we've talked about. That's great. And also for anyone looking for a sleep consultant on My Bumped Baby, we work with them all over the UK. So if you want someone local, we can find you someone local. You can go on the directory or if you want us to link you up with your nearest expert, I can also do that as well. So feel free to message me on that. Um, and I think that's it, Katie. The end yeah. of the whole series. I know. I can't believe it. I've enjoyed it so much. Thank you so much for thinking of me and having me on your podcasts and all our chats have been very fruitful I think well, I've yes them. I know and I'm hoping we can get back to do another season anyway too yeah, yeah I'd I'd think, to. I'd like I think, to make it part of my week <laughs> yeah I know I love I'm loving doing it and I think it would be really really good so if you know anyone if you're listening and you want to sponsor us for the next season of the podcast get in touch uh, my email address is carla at mybumpedbaby.com and you can follow us on Instagram message us on Instagram um but yeah I think it would be really great to get us back doing what we what we do best is chatting about Talking. mother motherhood Talking. yeah yeah that's it <laughs> so thank you again so much katie can you remind people where they can find you yes best place to find me is on instagram you can send me a direct message and it's at coach with a k underscore katie 
and uh, hopefully I'm off to get a good night's sleep. Yeah, good luck with that. Maybe you should get Connor to do the first lot of uh, sleep tonight. Yeah, I think I've learned that lesson. Yeah, yeah, he can do the first lot of feet, and you can do the second lot. Yeah, let's go that road. <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this season series. I keep mixing them up. They mean the same thing, don't they? Yeah. Um. So thank you so much, and hopefully we'll see you soon. Yes. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to season four episode six and the other episodes of 50 shades of motherhood now if you enjoyed it please please do let us know leave us a review and subscribe and if you know anybody that would like to sponsor us for another season then get in touch we would love to hear from you you can contact me directly carla at mybumptobaby.com and if you'd like to buy me or katie a coffee then you can do so via the link below. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast once again. We have a really special offer today and I'm so excited to share it with you, the ultimate giveaway. Do you want to receive one of our planners for free or would you like access to our Instagram growth course worth £59? At My Bump to Baby, we are massively passionate about making sure parents have the protection in place that they need should the worst happen. If you choose to book in with your nearest family law solicitor today to have a look and a chat about your will, or if you book in with your financial advisor to review your family protection or your pension, we will give you access to either our Instagram course with £59 or we will send you one of our amazing planners completely free of charge. To qualify for this, all you need to do is fill in the form at the bottom of this podcast and we will book you in with your nearest advisor. You don't need to take out a policy and you don't need to take out a will. It's just simply having a chat to make sure that you have the protection that you need should the worst happen. We are so excited to bring you this offer and we hope you take advantage of it because protecting your family is the most important decision that you could make today.